It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Friday, December 11th, and I say that at the beginning because it is the final weekend of the Big Ten regular season, and we get you set for all of it. A full weekend preview of the five games still to be played. Of course, sadly, we had two cancellations this week, two great rivalry games. The game between Ohio State and Michigan will not be played due to COVID increases in the Michigan football program. And the old Oaken bucket between Indiana and Purdue will not be played as well due to COVID issues with those two programs. But still, five games, final weekend of the Big Ten regular season before Big Ten Champions Week. And joining me to preview all of it, to give you our picks, our predictions, all of that good stuff is Kevin McGuire, a great member of this Locked On Podcast Network, the Locked On Big Ten community, and the host of Locked On Nittany Lions. Kevin, great to have you here. Looking forward to previewing weekend number eight of Big Ten football with you. Ben, it's always a pleasure to come on and talk some Big Ten football with you. I, I There's nothing I enjoy more than talking Big Ten football with Big Ten Ben on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. It's, it's the perfect way to really wrap up the week and get a set for, yeah, what – I guess is the last weekend of Big Ten play. I still don't really know what's going to happen next weekend other than the Big Ten championship game. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm still waiting for some details on that, Ben. Kevin, you, James Franklin, other coaches around the conference, everybody waiting on the minute details of Big Ten Champions Week that we were promised before the season got underway in late October. But we have made it here to the middle part of December. You mentioned all the Big Tens. I'm wearing the Big Ten hat to round out the year. We are diving into the five games of the weekend. We will go in chronological order, starting with the early slate and ending with the afternoon slate on Saturday. Three in that noon Eastern slot, two in that 3.30 p.m. mid-afternoon slot in the Big Ten Conference this weekend. And two rivalry games were canceled, but still some rivalry games to get us going throughout the Big Ten Conference slate this weekend. And it starts with the Battle of the Hat, the Land of Lincoln Trophy, the 114th meeting all-time between Illinois and 14th-ranked Northwestern. The Wildcats, 14-point home favorites in Evanston. The over-under total, small, minimal, tiny, 40-and-a-half total points in that game. Kevin McGuire, as you see it, the Battle of the Illini and the Wildcats, who prevails on Saturday. 
I got to go with Northwestern, right? I don't think this is a situation where Pat Fitzgerald is going to allow this team to look past their biggest rival in conference play before getting set to take on what should be a massive matchup with Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Northwestern is just not geared that way. I mean, they're not going to have a look-ahead game situation, uh, certainly with all the lights going to be on the line next week. You know, you got a chance to take out Illinois. Northwestern's going to go all out for it. So I, I really like what Northwestern has done this year. First of all, Ben, I think, uh, you know, of all the teams that had a bounce back year, I thought Northwestern was probably going to have a bounce back. I didn't expect it to be quite this big of a bounce back, but hey, kudos to what they have done this season. Uh, obviously, it's been a tough year for everybody, but Northwestern has found a way to prevail. And I think looking at this matchup with Illinois, I certainly feel like Northwestern should be a very comfortable pick here. But yeah, you mentioned the, the line's a little low. Uh, and I kind of think that the defense is going to be the story of this game. Northwestern's got a pretty good defense. So I, I'm going to ride with Northwestern here with the cover. And I'm going to take the under. I think this is a low-scoring affair, Ben. It could be a battle in Evanston, Illinois. History would side with you as well. The Wildcats have won five straight in this series against the Illini. Seven of the last eight meetings have gone the favor of the Wildcats. I need to see something here out of Northwestern, though, Kevin. By the way, the Big Ten West champions, two of the last three years. With how bad 2019 was, Pat Fitzgerald has that consistency within his program. But right now, I need to see something out of Northwestern, specifically that offense. Coming off the upset in their most recent action against Michigan State two Saturdays ago, an idle week they did not expect this past Saturday due to the cancellation against Minnesota. I need to see that Northwestern offense start to put up some points, start to look efficient as they did early on in the season. They are graded 87th in the entire conference country offensively by PFF, 10th in scoring offense in the Big Ten Conference, and they have a negative efficiency rating right now, and Peyton Ramsey a big reason for that, under 50% completion percentage in that upset loss to the Spartans. The defense, as you mentioned, Kevin, is still so good, fourth in the entire country in opponents' points per play, seventh in opponents' yards per play. That defense is very solid, but if there is a small but in the upset loss to Michigan State, the Spartans ran for 195 yards. Illinois has the second best rushing offense in the Big Ten Conference at about 210 rushing yards per game. So because of that, I don't think it's enough for Illinois to win outright, but I do think the Illini covered. I expect a low-scoring defensive game that we would see between Illinois and Northwestern. I think it's something like 21-17, 27-20. I do think the Illini cover that 14-point spread, but Northwestern wins outright and gets ready for their toughest test of the year in that Big Ten title game next Saturday against Ohio State. The second game of the Saturday slate in the Big Ten Conference is Minnesota visiting Nebraska. The Huskers a 10.5-point favorite. The over-under total, if Northwestern Illinois was 40.5, this one a little bit higher at 58.5 between the Huskers and the Gophers. Kevin, we haven't seen Minnesota play in what feels like forever. Two weeks off due to COVID issues within the Gophers football program. What do you expect out of this game against Nebraska? sluggishness a uh, little bit of a disjointed offensive approach and honestly i haven't been real impressed with minnesota when they have been uh, on a regular schedule so i mean this has been a really disappointing season i think for the gophers and uh, I, I still kind of look at this as a 2020 is a, a weird year for a lot of teams so i'm wondering if that's the storyline here for minnesota but you know honestly i expected a lot more out of them this year and now they have to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, take on the Cornhuskers, who seem to have found a little bit of something to work with as the season has gone along. Uh, they're certainly playing a little bit more confident. So I think um, you, know, you get a chance to play for what the broken bit of chairs, what whatever this trophy is. Is there <laughs> I, a trophy I, between these two? 
I think that there is, isn't there? Sure. Why not? Let's give a trophy to everybody. Let's have some fun with it. Well, you know, I think that I think every game we've talked about today uh, has had a trophy. Well, we've only talked about two games, <laughs> but every game has had a trophy. And I know there's another one in the noon slot that's got a trophy too. But we're going to talk about that one. But yeah, I, I think they play for some kind of trophy game. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I do think that Nebraska uh, playing at home. I, I think this is going to be a fun game. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an enjoyable game <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but I think it's one that favors Nebraska. Yeah, it could be sloppy, but both of these teams need a positive to end out the year. As Kevin mentioned, Minnesota has been a dumpster fire this year. Not what we expected off the historic 2019 season and all of those high expectations heading into 2020. Nebraska needs a positive to end out the year. The first two years of the Scott Frost era have ended with negativity. They need something heading into the offseason to hang their hats on to say, all right, this guy, the head husker, the prodigal son returned from what whatever... Wood River, Nebraska, always a tongue twister, has le- is leading us in the right direction. That is what Nebraska needs, and I think they get that on Saturday. But what I expect more than anything is a whole lot of points. Minnesota's defense, dead last in the Big Ten in scoring defense, allowing nearly 35 points per game. Nebraska is not much better, up at eighth, but still in the bottom half of the conference, allowing 32 points per game. It will be interesting to see what this Minnesota team does now after two weeks off. They no longer have Rashad Bateman as a part of their football program. But Minnesota's offense, even when things have been bad for the Gophers, has still been able to put up points. They average about 30 in their four Big Ten games this season. Nebraska, in their two wins, 30 points against Kevin's Nittany Lions, as I'm sure he knows, and 37 last week in their second win of the year against the Purdue Boilermakers. So I expect Nebraska to win, but I think Minnesota's offense does enough against that Husker defense to keep the game close enough to cover that point spread of 10 and a half. So Minnesota covers and like Kevin, I kind of enjoy the over here because I think there's a lot of points scored with two defenses that really can't stop the ball that much. And two offenses that if they get in a rhythm, will be able to put up points on the scoreboard. So Minnesota covers and the over the weekend is here. The final weekend of the regular season of big 10 football is here and we got to go out with a bang. We got to finish strong. Yeah, sure. We have the Big Ten Championship game next weekend. We have Big Ten Champions Week, we think, next weekend. But this is the final weekend of the regular season. we got to finish strong. And we're going to do that with the only beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that is Coors Light. Sure, chilling out and finishing strong might seem like different things, but not when you're watching Big Ten football because Coors Light is the official beer of watching any Big Ten football game just to drink a beer. And you have five great options this weekend. Yeah, it's kind of sad there's not seven, but you still have five great Big Ten football games this weekend to watch, to sit back, to relax, and crack open a Coors Light and enjoy your Big Ten football with. When I say Coors Light is made to chill, I truly mean it because Mountain Cold Refreshment is in Coors Light's DNA. The Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado makes a beer that is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It is literally made to chill. It is made for big moments. It is made for the final weekend of the Big Ten football regular season, and it is made for you to drink and enjoy all Saturday long. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit that reset button as well, reach for the beer that is made to chill. The best part about it, as you know by now, you don't need to reach very far to grab your favorite beer, that being Coors Light. You can go to get.coorslight.com to get Coors Light in its new look delivered straight to your door. Go to get.coorslight.com to get Coors Light in its new look delivered straight to your door. When you go to get.coorslight.com, you see all the options available to you. What can get to your house, to 
your apartment, to your door fast. You don't need to leave your couch, hop in the car, go to the grocery store to do all that. You just go to get.coreslight.com to get Coors Light, the beer that is made to chill, delivered straight to your door so you can keep chilling out and watching Big Ten football. We will celebrate responsibly. We will enjoy our final weekend of the regular season of Big Ten football, and we will do it all with the beer that is made to chill. That's Coors Light. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So we still have the rest of the Saturday slate to preview for the final weekend of the regular season in Big Ten football with the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, Kevin McGuire, to get to on this Friday episode. But coming up on Monday, we recap all of it. We recap the regular season that was in the Big Ten football conference, and then we get you set for Big Ten Champions Week. Whatever form it takes, whatever picture it looks like, we get you set for the stage of the Big Ten Championship game all involved in Big Ten Champions Week. That is coming up on Monday, but first, our full weekend preview of week number eight, the final weekend of the regular season of Big Ten football with Kevin McGuire rolls on. Now, Kevin, it has been a very hectic week in the Big Ten Conference, as I'm sure you know. The game getting canceled. Will Ohio State make the Big Ten title? Will the ADs get rid of that minimum number required to play in the Big Ten championship game? So much drama, so many people angry, so many voices. I don't understand why we're all angry, though. We still have the best game of Saturday slate still to be played, and that is Rutgers and Maryland, just as we all could have hoped for to end off the Big Ten football regular season. The Terps, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite, the over-under total 58 points. Kevin, give the people some excitement heading into their Saturday between the Terps and the Scarlet Knights. Well, this one is not a trophy game, but there absolutely should be some kind of trophy for this game, right? <laughs> there has to be. Yeah, the two newest members of the Big Ten still. Uh, yeah, this is going to be weird because obviously Maryland is another program that has not played a lot of games this year. Uh, they've had a couple cancellations along the way. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for Greg Schiano and Rutgers to go on the road and end the season, or at least the scheduled part of the season, on a high note. They're coming off a tough loss last week against Penn State. I feel like Rutgers should have given Penn State much more of a fight. I think we're going to see that from Rutgers this weekend on the road against Maryland. I, I think Rutgers uh, has a nice little rebound, and they take it to Maryland. I think they go on the road and get out of Maryland with a win. Ooh. That would be, as we call, a sprinkle on the money line as well there. Not yeah. only covering as the underdogs, but winning outright. If Rutgers could do that, and I think a lot of Big Ten fans would be happy seeing the Scarlet Knights get their third win in Big Ten competition. Maryland is a very interesting team at this juncture of the season. They had two weeks off due to COVID issues in their program. Then they came back and they lost to Indiana. Then they had another idle week they did not expect. So... Where are they standing right now? And really, when they've been on the field in their four games this year, it's been a tale of two teams against mediocre to bad defenses. And sorry, Kevin, I'm lumping Penn State in the mediocre defense. Absolutely fair. Of it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. If you give me your blessing, then I will say below average defense to bad defense. Maryland has been good. That offense has been good. They put up 35 points and 45 points in their two wins. And Talia Tungavailoa has had 676 yards combined in those two efforts with six touchdowns. But against good defenses, as we saw in the opener against Northwestern, and then two weekends ago against Indiana, it was a very different Talia Tungabailoa, who threw for six interceptions in those two games. And the Maryland off or Maryland offense 
only able to put up three points in the opener against the Cats, 11 points two weekends ago against the Hoosiers. But good news for Maryland fans here, Rutgers defense is below average, very much below average. 11th in scoring defense in the Big Ten, 10th in total defense in the Big Ten. Kevin, the past two weeks, or there's been two times this season, two of the last three weeks, I should say, I have picked Rutgers to cover. I've picked them on this very Locked On Big Ten podcast, and both times they have let me down. So fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, Rutgers. No. What is that expression? Fool me once, shame on you, Rutgers. Fool me twice, shame on me. There will not be a fool me twice. Fool me three times, I should say. By that logic, (laughs) I have to stick with Maryland. It's good when I got that expression out finally. Overall point being, I think Maryland wins and Maryland covers against a Rutgers team. I think it will be a fun game and there will be some points scored, but I think Maryland wins and covers. I would love to see a Rutgers win, though. It would be a lot of fun. I would not be mad, and I think a lot of Big Ten fans would be pulling for Greg Schiano as well. I will say this. You know, Rutgers, uh, they may be one of the more entertaining two and five teams in the country. I say, I'm say i not saying that sarcastically. I have no. do feel like we have seen some fun out of Rutgers this year, and I think we're going to see more of that in this final game, you know, again, final scheduled game against Maryland, and I think it's a good opponent for them to, to be able to have some success doing that. Possibly the most fun play in college football history that never counted in the game against Indiana. We have seen Johnny Langan be their Taysom Hill and bowl over people into the end zone. They have been doing some fun things offensively under Sean Gleason. And shout out to my guy, Noah Vedrill, as I always say, the Wahoo Nebraska native, the Nebraska transfer, who at times has looked very in control of that Rutgers offense. So now we move on to the afternoon slot on Saturday in the Big Ten Conference and probably one of the best games of the day. The Heartland Trophy, Wisconsin visits 16th ranked Iowa. The Badgers a point and a half favorite, the total 41 and a half, but the Badgers, Wisconsin, two and two, losers of two straight, favored on the road over an Iowa team that has won five straight games. What's good with that, Kevin? I've been looking at this line all week and I cannot figure it out because I've seen Wisconsin's offense the last couple of games that they've played. They haven't done a whole lot. And Iowa is just going out and they're just taking care of business. You know, they've had a couple of uh, challenges at times, but they've responded very well. And this Iowa team, uh, if anything, Iowa should be a one and a half point favorite as far as I'm concerned, because mm-hmm. I feel much more confident about where Iowa is at this point of the season compared to where Wisconsin is. I get that maybe Wisconsin is due for one of those good performances, especially out of Graham Mertz, uh, who really took the Big Ten by storm after one game of the season. But really, since then, Wisconsin's hasn't been all that great since the Michigan game. So I'm looking at this matchup and I'm thinking I was at home. I was a very good program this year. I, I don't understand how they are a home underdog here. Maybe there's something that I'm just completely missing, but I've looked at this line all week. It hasn't moved and I'm surprised by that. So I'm going with Iowa outright at home easily and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with that. I think that's a very smart decision. The line really hasn't moved since it opened with Iowa being about a two-point favorite, but then since early in the week, it's really lean Wisconsin. Some reverse line movement, which leads you to think, what does Vegas know that I don't? Because you look at this Iowa Hawkeye team that has won five straight games, and really their ground game is kudos to that, averaging 193 yards per game, rushing the ball in this five-game winning streak. Spencer Petras is coming off his best performance of the 2020 Big Ten football season against Illinois last week. He was 18 of 28, 220 yards, three touchdowns, and especially led Iowa to that comeback early in the second half against the Illini. And don't get me wrong, Wisconsin's defense has been great. The offense hasn't been very good, at least in these two games that they have lost, but the defense has still been good. First in the entire country in scoring defense in opponents' points per game, averaging just about 12, allowing just about 12 to their opponent to score this year. Fourth 
in opponents' yards per game. They lead the Big Ten in pretty much every statistical category across the defensive side of the ball. But I have to say, Iowa's defense has also been very good, and I think at times doesn't get the credit it deserves because we talk about Wisconsin and Northwestern and Indiana so highly this year on the defensive side of the ball. But Iowa, sixth in the country in opponents' points per play. That is just one spot behind Wisconsin. Sixth in yards per play. That is just two spots behind Wisconsin. So I expect a classic Big Ten game where defense is king. Running the ball in time of possession will certainly matter. I think it is close. But I think Iowa is the better Big Ten team in a classic Big Ten game. Iowa wins outright. It could be 17-10, 17-14. But the Hawkeyes beat the Badgers in the Battle of the Heartland Trophy. And what better way to end out the Big Ten football regular season than to see just a classic slugfest between two great defenses and two great storied programs in the Big Ten West. It's what Big Ten football is really all about. And I think it's going to be on full display here in this weekend's game between Iowa and Wisconsin. And I'm, I guess, wondering, uh, is this more of a historical trend? Because Wisconsin has had the upper hand in the series. So maybe that's playing into the, the line a little bit. Uh, I'm no expert here, so I'm just weighing in as much as I possibly can. That would be the suggestion I have for why this line has favored Wisconsin the way that it has. But again, I'm taking Iowa, I'm taking those points, and I am running to the bank with it right now. It is the end of the regular season of Big Ten football. There was a time, and we had our doubts, and we had our hesitations, if we would ever get to this point in the middle part of December. But we are, and we are here. And we have done it here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast with the services of Built Go, because Built Go is the perfect solution to breaking through your wall. For the Big Ten football conference, that was getting to the end of the regular season and into Big Ten Champions Week. The wall here on the Locked On Big Ten show for me was putting out the best content for you guys each and every day during this Big Ten football regular season. And that will continue, by the way. Leave no doubt about that. For you, your wall might be getting through a bunch of work meetings throughout your workday. It might be, how do I get up to go to Friday night dinner with my significant other? It might be whatever it is in your life. It could be a workout to end out the day. Whatever your wall is, Built Go is there for you because Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Built Go is so easy to take. It's an ounce and a half package. You can put it wherever you want. You can take it with you wherever you want, and it's delicious as well. Three incredible flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. The best thing about Built Go is it is a work Workout gel, providing you energy all day long, and it adds on protein as well. So you know that what you are taking is good for you, and you know that the energy is not fake. It's lasting, and it's natural. No crash feeling, no sluggish feeling a few hours later. You just keep breaking through that wall each and every day because Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. And make sure to get Built Go at BuiltGo.com, and when you use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
Every Friday here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, we get you set with a full weekend preview of Big Ten football. That is exactly what they do on the professional level on the Locked On NFL podcast. Are you looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action? Make sure to listen to Locked On NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brock are joined by a betting expert and analyst from the Action Network to give you the best bets for the weekend. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every single Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. We also try to make you a little bit smarter, maybe win you some money for the weekend of Big Ten football, giving you our full picks, previews, and prediction for weekend number eight, the final weekend of the Big Ten football regular season. Kevin, you are an expert in my eyes. You've been covering college football for like more than a decade, and you're especially an expert on the final game of the Big Ten weekend we are talking about because you are the host of Locked On Nittany Lions. And of course, we are talking about the Land Grant Trophy. Michigan State visits Penn State. The Nittany Lions, a 14.5-point home favorite to end out the year. The total is at 47. It is great to see the Land Grant Trophy back in the final weekend of the Big Ten regular season for the first time since 2016 to end out the year with a couple of trophy games, even when if we didn't get the rivalries we expected in the game in the old Oaken bucket. Still, this game matters. I'm excited to hear your opinion on it. Uh, first of all, this is not a real rivalry. Just because oh it my goodness. Oh, no, you just took everything <laughs> I said and threw it back in my face. No disrespect, Big Ten, Ben. But, uh, you know... Having followed Penn State for as long as I have, you know, Michigan State was a forced rivalry when this when they came into the Big Ten. And yeah, it has had some good moments. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this has been a fun series, but rivalry, it's not quite to the level of caliber where a rivalry, I think, should be. That said, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun because I think that Penn State has finally found a little bit of a rhythm late mm-hmm. in the season, and it helps. Having the the weaker part of the schedule come at the end, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I think that there is something to be said about the way that this Penn State program uh, has evolved throughout the season. They have never quit. You know, even when they were going through that 0 and 5 stretch, they always battled back. Certainly in the second halves of games, so they were probably the best 0 and 5 team that I think you can find out there. Uh, with the exception of the Maryland game, I think every game has been relatively competitive. They've had a chance to win a bunch of those games. Not necessarily the Ohio State game, but you know, Indiana game, Nebraska game, um, Iowa for a while. Although again, Iowa was a very good team too. So this is a this has been a team that hasn't quit on the season, and that has certainly been the case the last couple of weeks where they've put together a couple of wins. And now they're coming into this game as a 14 and a half points favorite. I mean, the way that this season started, that was going to be very difficult to see. And maybe that speaks more to the kind of season that Michigan State has been having. No disrespect to the Spartans, but it's been a tough year for Michigan State. And obviously uh, coming off a real rough game uh, last weekend. So I I still feel as though Penn State has come into this game as good as they've been playing all season long. The defense has finally put it together uh, for 60 minutes. The offense has had better performances. They've had better starts, certainly, the last couple of weeks. So that's encouraging. And I think it's all come together now, Penn State getting a chance to play what I would imagine is going to be one final home game. Um, just one quick note. This game has been moved up to a noon kickoff. Uh, oh, so that, that's kind of breaking news. They, they moved in that noon slot that uh, was vacated by Ohio State and Michigan. So uh, just throwing that out there for you right now, too. Uh, yeah, I, Locked On Big Ten podcast yeah. with Big Ten Ben and the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, Kevin McGuire. That's why we call you an expert. You know that stuff. Bring it to this podcast. That's why we love it. Yep. But uh, again, 
Penn State playing much more confidently uh, these last couple of weeks, and that's why I kind of like them in this game. Um, I'm not so sure about a 14.5-point spread, though. I'm not quite confident enough in Penn State's ability to cover that spread. I know they did last week against Rutgers, but yeah, I'm still kind of weary on that 14.5-point spread. I think this is going to be a little bit closer, but I do think that Penn State will get the win. I love that you said this was not so much a natural-born rivalry. I think the people that kind of decided to make the land-grant trophy at some point were like, okay, what can we do here? And they're looking back, and they're like, oh, these are the first two colleges in the United States to be given a land grant to make a university. Let's do that. And it was just, okay, we just made this rivalry out of thin air. But that is what we have in the land grant trophy between Michigan State and Penn State. Kevin, I said I was excited to see your analysis on this game because I really need to make up my mind here right on the spot. I'm going to be easily influenced by anything you have to say, but I do agree with you. I really like what I've seen out of Penn State in these most recent two games on this two-game winning streak. They look at least like they have put something together. Kayvon Lee on the ground has been a big reason for that. 134 yards and two touchdowns against, or in a touchdown against Michigan. 95 last week against Rutgers. And the defense has stepped up as well in this two-game winning streak. They have hold, held both opponents to under 300 total yards of offense in both of those two wins for James Franklin and company. So I'm going to make up my mind on the spot. 14 and a half point spread. I think Michigan State's defense is not bad, but they're giving up a lot of points and they've been put into some unfortunate circumstances by that Michigan State offense who we don't know who is starting at quarterback, whether it's Rocky Lombardi, Peyton Thorne, we're not exactly sure yet. I think Penn State's defense makes a couple of plays, maybe turning Michigan State over because they are apt to do that. That sets up the Nittany Lions offense to score with a smaller field. And because of that, I think they cover and I they think they win. I knew they were going to win. I was going to pick Penn State. But I think now making up my mind on the spot here as we end out the Locked On Big Ten podcast, Penn State covers a big 14 and a half point spread in the land grant trophy game against Michigan State. And Kevin McGuire bringing me the insight as always, but also keep me updated with the breaking news that this game now in that noon Eastern slot on Saturday. Yeah, you heard it here first, right? <laughs> so yeah, again, when that Ohio State-Michigan game leaves that noon slot, you know, somebody's got to slide in there. And what better way to, to fill that space then with the land grant trophy designed by a third grader, I'm convinced uh, it probably won a third grade uh, design contest from one of the states of Pennsylvania or Michigan. But you know what? It, it's pretty cool that that trophy has its own identity right now. Yeah. Uh, every time this game is played, it's all the rage. Just talking about this trophy, sharing the images of the trophy. I'm sure you've seen the the infamous photo of this uh, trophy in front of that laser beam like yearbook photo. Yes, yeah. that is a timeless classic. And the, every time I start seeing that image pop up on my timeline, I know, oh, it's Penn State, Michigan State week. Here we go. And Michigan State on their helmets this week, the emblem will not be the normal Spartan or even the Block S. It is the gruff Spartan that everybody has been asking for. I learned about this through Michigan State Twitter. It is a big deal. Maybe now I'm going back on my thought of Michigan State not covering. Now I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with Penn State <laughs> minus 14 and a half. The final weekend of the regular season in Big Ten football. We look ahead to next week in Big Ten Champions Week. That's coming up on Monday. But we got you set here for the Saturday slate. The final weekend of the Big Ten football regular season and giving the predictions, the analysis, all the preview for it was Kevin McGuire, the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, a great member of this Locked On Big Ten podcast community. Kevin, always a pleasure, man. It was a lot of fun to end out the regular season with you by my side. I'm glad we got to the end of a season, first of all, Ben. And it's always a pleasure to hop on and talk some Big Ten with you. And hopefully we get a chance to do it again pretty soon. It has been disrupted along the way, but don't forget that, folks. We made it to the end of the eight-game sprint. That is something to hang your hat, even if it's not a Big Ten hat. That is something to hang your hat on.
So many thanks to my man, Kevin McGuire, the host of Locked On Nittany Lions, for coming on today's episode, the final full weekend preview of the regular season. We don't stop. We go into conference championship week next week, but shout out to Kevin McGuire for joining us on this full weekend preview of week eight, the final weekend of the Big Ten football regular season. And brrr, we're not done here. The content does not stop on Friday. We come to you on Saturday with the third ever iteration of the Locked On Big Ten Game Day Live preview special. That is right. Locked On Big Ten Game Day Live is back. My good friend, George Belecci, a sports reporter and anchor at NBC 15 in Madison, Wisconsin. You heard him on Wednesday's episode. You've heard him on the first two ever Locked On Big Ten Game Day Lives. We are back to preview the full slate on Saturday of the Big Ten football regular season finale. We are here for you each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network and here on the Locked On Big Ten Show. Once again, Locked On Big Ten Game Day Live. Ooh, just gets me excited saying that. Locked On Big Ten Game Day Live comes to you Saturday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, ahead of that noon slot. A half an hour preview show to get you set for the full Saturday of Big Ten football. Guests, experts from around the Big Ten Conference. We might hear from some of our friends across the entirety of this Locked On Podcast Network. All of it happening in one place. Unlocked on Big Ten Game Day Live. We will be back with you tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Central, 8.30 a.m. Pacific if you're out on the West Coast like I am. It's an early start. It's an early riser. But when Big Ten football is coming up on your Saturday, nothing is too early. The blood is boiling, and we are ready for weekend number eight, the final weekend of the Big Ten football regular season. On Monday, we will recap it all, and we will discuss what is heading into Big Ten Champions Week. But until we get to Monday, enjoy your weekend of Big Ten football. Enjoy your Big Ten football Saturday. And I will see you tomorrow morning on Locked On Big Ten Game Day Live. Until then, have a splendid Friday. The NCAA tournament is almost here. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.